0: Welcome you to Doxideo Hatfield, a multi ethnic family on mission, passionate about Jesus, passionate about community, and passionate about serving the city of Chuan. our series, Real Talk, and I must say that this has been like uh, an amazing time for me in my faith journey, because I've experienced something about God that I I haven't experienced before, it goes, that I haven't experienced before, and that is, I've learned something about what God wants to use His Word for. Using his words so that we, in the times of like deep spiritual questions and emotional anguish, that gives me words that I can pray, words that I can speak to God. And then in those prayer sessions to have God speak to me, and then using his words to speak into my circumstances. I never knew that the word can be used in that way, giving me words to speak to God and in prayer sessions with God, God's speaking to me, and I can speak those words into my circumstances. And boy, I needed that the past few months. I really needed that. And today, we're going to take this series of praying the Psalms, our series Real Talk, praying the Psalms. We're going to take that forward. And today, I, I got the easy one to, uh, to preach. And then also, Joe decided to go and leave, and he left me like adrift on my own. I didn't feel like corporate, like love here from the church. And I'm going to preach about how to use prayers of love when you are feeling abandoned. Prayers of love when you are feeling abandoned. Now, I had to go to a, uh, since Joe wasn't here to help me, so I had to go to the dictionary, right? The dictionary, this is my last joke about this. Last joke, joke, and then I'll start singing. Okay, so in the Merriam-Webster, in the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, it says, abandon or desert or forsake mean to leave without intending to return. And the word abandon suggests that the thing or person left may be helpless or without protection. And then they use this, this uh, phrase, abandoned children. And the thing that comes to my mind is when a child is left on a doorstep or left in a, in a trash can somewhere because the, the parent or the, the person, the caregiver, can't look after them, like an abandoned child. So this is the, this is the concept that we are talking about today. Now, the, as we kick off, I want you, and I know it's early, and I know you're not there yet, but please try to bring to your mind out of your past or your present any circumstance that made you feel abandoned. That place where you feel that somebody left you, either spiritually, emotionally, or physically, and you felt literally like that person will not return into your life. The situation will not be restored. And you felt like you were helpless or you were left unprotected. Is that possible so early on? Not yet. It's okay. Don't worry about it. But the thing is that many times this feeling of abandonment that even happens at an early age, if unattended, they follow us. And then they follow us into our adulthood. They follow us into our future. And then it wreaks havoc. So it might be even something that the Spirit lays on your heart. Something that happened in like years gone past. Okay, but I'm going to give you like a reprieve here. So I'm going to tell you one of the stories out of my life where I felt like that. And that, so you can relax just for a moment. But I'm going to come back to you. Okay, so my story is a story of, um, of bliss with my wife. So we, just, ah. so we decided that we were going to go, and I think I shared a bit of the story before. We were going to go and uh, explore a new part of the world as we celebrated quite a big birthday in our life. Won't share what birthday that was, as a good husband does. Okay, so we decided that we were going to go. I saved up money And I worked in London for a week and Blader came to London, to Heathrow Airport, and we were going to fly out to Rome. Picturesque, beautiful Italian Rome. I love Italian food. I love my wife in Italy. It's like a... I thought that was going to be a great place to go. I've got some backseat drivers in this... (laughs) in the audience today. Okay, so we left the airport in Heathrow, we hit Rome, and as I'm standing in the queue in Rome, this dread comes over me because I realise that I have a valid passport in my hand but a old Schengen visa. Now, the groen mamba that most of us travel with, that bites you many times, and I realise that my second groen mamba, my other passport with a valid Schengen visa, is safely stowed away in my drawer at the office. So I started phoning my secretary. I said, please, 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 I know this is a Saturday. Just go and take a picture because the Italians are nice people, right? So I've got a a picture of my valid passport, valid visa in my hand. They've got biometrics, so I just put my finger on the thing. I'll go through. It'll be an amazing birthday with my wife. So we rocked up to the front of the queue, and what did I get from Italy? No. And they said it a few times, no, no, no. You are not passing through. They left. They later went through. And I was left. She was left on the other side. She had a credit card. She didn't know where we were going. She didn't have a, know where the car was. She didn't know anything. Couldn't speak Italian. And uh, I thought, okay, so this cannot happen. There is going to be something that's going to save me here. Did it? No. They took me to a holding cell with Syrians, Ahmed, I met the guy, Ahmed, behind like walls. And they had sleeping mattresses on the floor. And I thought, I can't sleep here. I, I need to get out of here. It was, and it was as if these uh, Italian police officers, I mean, they, they just rubbed it into my soul. Every word that they said, it sounded like, you are stupid. What were you thinking? It was horrible, absolutely horrible. I felt like totally abandoned. Is there some place, somewhere, that biblically, like Paul, you were reft in Rome in a jail cell, feeling like a boof, a skirk, a scallum, a tzotzi, a bad person? Now, is there a place in your life? That today you have to go back to, to deal with feelings of abandonment. Because feelings of abandonment follow you. You feel abandoned, but that feeling follows you. And I believe that God wants to speak to us about those feelings today. How How to use the Psalms to pray through it, prayers of love, in order to shake those feelings and overcome those feelings with love. Okay, now the problem is, the problem is that uh, those feelings hurt, né? It hurts so much, and then what we do is we deny them. So if it hurts too much, I don't want to be overwhelmed by this feeling, I deny them and I push them away, and I either deny them or I rationalize them. So older you get, you don't deny anymore, you know it's there, but now you rationalize it. Actually, it wasn't that bad. Actually, it didn't have this impact on me. So I wondered as I was preparing this thing, maybe, maybe we should spend some time just figuring out why abandonment, this feeling of being left unattended and unprotected, why it hurts so much. Is all right right if we go there? Still, you don't have to bring your picture to mind. You're still safe. Don't worry about it. And I went back to the Miriam Webster because, I mean, I, uh, I had to. And I went to uh, the Merriam-Webster, and the origin of this word, abandon, actually comes from the French, maître. I can speak French. I can't speak Italian. Maître or abandon. So maître means that you are handed over or put under the control. Handed over or put under control. And I started thinking as I was praying through this, maybe the reason why this feeling of abandonment hurts so much is because something that is sacred to us, something that is important to us, is handed over and put under the control of something or somebody else. Now for me in Rome, the lovely passport officer handed me over to the police. I was put under their control and I wasn't allowed to do what I wanted. My freedom, something that was important to me, the time that I was going to spend with my wife, something that was important to me was handed over to somebody else. I wasn't allowed to speak to anybody. I wasn't allowed to use my cell phone. I wasn't allowed anything. I was just sitting there and they had the most horrible Italian coffee in this vending machine that was the only thing that fed me. I was handed over to these people. And I wonder whether... That's the reason why you're sitting here and you say, I can't even start to think about this thing that happened in my life. Because for some of us, this thing started long, long, long ago when maybe our parents got divorced. And you felt this feeling of abandonment because you were handed over from one to the other because you have to now live with the other. Maybe for you, that's where this feeling started. Maybe it started for you when you lost somebody that was very, very close to you. And this feeling of joy was handed over to this void in your life, this gaping hole that this person left in your life. Maybe some of us that are at school now, you're, you are, you're being targeted, and you are being bullied, and you are like, a person that stands out, and you feel like you've been handed over to the the chaos and the, the pain and the jealousy of other people. Maybe, maybe, like many of us, we feel like we have been handed over under the control of a system that is failing us. Maybe you've got this creativity and this energy and you've got this drive. But you were born to a poor family. And you feel like the system will not allow you to escape your circumstances. And you feel abandoned because the system isn't looking after you. You are stuck in the place that you were born. Or maybe you studied very, very hard. You got like the greatest marks ever because you know that you need these marks to go and study this course in order to do what you think and hope that you would be able to do, only to get to that point. To say, people say to you, sorry, we don't have space for you. Abandonment, handed over, put under the control of something or somebody else. And maybe like me, you, you feel like you've been handed over to this corrupt system. I mean, it freaks me out when I, when I see these social media feeds where law-abiding citizens are taken, like, to task in difficult situation by corrupt police. The 5,000-odd pages of the Zonda report, I mean, it, it just breaks my mind. Like, the system that we are in, we've been, it feels like we've been handed over to this corrupt nonsense in the country. Now, just imagine that this feeling of abandonment may have started at the beginning of your life. Now things happen in your life as you grow up, and then you are faced with a system and people and a country, and your mind just starts saying, "Oh, yeah, maybe that's just the truth. It started at the beginning, and it will continue until the end. Why? Because at the very first point of your sense of abandonment, You weren't able to face it and address it. And now the risk is that that sense of abandonment became worse. You see, the problem is that that sense of abandonment can then morph into what is referred to in psychology and in faith circles as an orphan spirit. And an orphan spirit then leads to isolation. Isolation leads to vulnerability. Vulnerability leads to even more pain. So I think today is the day that we need to come and, and take up the Psalms and say, God, how do you want to work with us and speak with us? And I want to share with you Joseph Matera. He wrote a blog in 2017, a long time ago, but it was the best description of the orphan spirit that I could get. And I want to share this with you today. So he spoke about the source of the orphan spirit. Now, my hypothesis is that abandonment is a source of the orphan spirit. So let's, let's test that. Ever since Adam and Eve were alienated from God the Father in the Garden of Eden, an orphan spirit has permeated the earth, causing untold damage. By orphan, I mean, and I refer to a sense of abandonment, and listen to this escalation. It starts with a sense of abandonment, loneliness, alienation, isolation almost immediately after the fall of eden the fruits of this orphan spirit resulted in jealousy culminating in cain murdering his brother abel because god the father did not receive his offering and to make matters worse in contemporary society with the breakup of the nuclear family large amounts of people are not only alienated from god but are brought up without the loving care and security of their biological fathers Sounds relevant? And then he continues, and here's the breakthrough. The only way to break through this orphan spirit is for people to be filled with a sense of the Father's love for them in Christ. I'm going to read that again. The only way to break this orphan spirit is for people to be filled with a sense of the Father's love for them. In Christ, which then enables them to become mature sons who serve God out of knowledge of His undeserved grace instead of trying to earn the Father's love through performance. Now, you might be sitting here and you're saying, okay, so much for the cheap answer. So you've just taken me through this roller coaster ride. I'm fighting this thing at the back of my head. I'm trying to keep it away from me. This thing, this thing that happened to me, this thing that might be overwhelming me, I'm trying to keep it away. I'm denying it. I'm rationalizing it. And now after all of that, after 15 minutes of speaking and opening my heart up to you, you say to me, Jesus is the answer. Okay, so at this point I want to, implore you. I want to beg you. I want to ask you. I'm already almost on my knees, so I can just don't switch off now because this saying Jesus is the answer is not cheap in any way, shape, or form. In fact, it is the hardest truth that you will have to probably face if you are faced with an orphan spirit at this moment in time. So will you bear with me? I don't have people saying yes. I have have people looking down. Yes? Okay. I want to go to Psalm 22 to prove God's point in your heart today. Psalm 22. If you want to bring that up on your Bible, on your Bible app, on your paper Bible, on your phone, and if you have none of those things, we have got the screen that we will update through the tech fund. Okay, so we, we're going to go to Psalm 22. And um, the focus of Psalm 22 is threefold. The keys to breakthrough of abandonment leading to the, leading to the orphan spirit. The, there are three keys in Psalm 23 that I want you to please look out for. The first key, if you want to break through a feeling of abandonment, go to the example of somebody that felt the ultimate feeling of abandonment, which is Jesus. Because this man, Jesus, was abandoned in the worst way possible. He was abandoned from the Father's love as he went into the grave. So that we will never have to face that. So if you want to understand how to break through a feeling of abandonment before it moves into the the, the orphan spirit, or you want to shake an orphan spirit... That has taken hold of your life? Look at an example of somebody that was able to break through Jesus. Second point. In his example, what did he do? In his example, he took his feelings of abandonment to who? To his father. Point two. Point three. What did that discussion then result in? His Father speaking into his heart, bringing purpose to the pain. Number one, an example of Jesus. Number two, an example of prayer. Number three, being spoken in love by a Father that's got purpose in the pain. Let's go to Psalm 22, and uh, it starts off. And it reads, from suffering to praise. So if, there, if there's nothing in this preach that you even remember, just remember this phrase. It is possible to go from suffering from suffering to praise. David pens here a Messianic Psalm. So a Messianic Psalm is, is, write, is written with the sole purpose of prophesying the future of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. Unashamedly, this is what David pens. Now, David pens this a 1,000 years before Jesus would be born. Although Jesus is born into his bloodline, it's, the, it, it's like a 1,000 years later that the Spirit reveals something important about Jesus' life in Psalm 22 to David. It is so important that a 1,000 years before it happens, he pens it, and it's taken up in the, in the book of Psalms in Psalm 22. It says, For the choir director, according to the day of the dawn, a psalm of David, And then the first key, looking at Jesus as an example. Verse 1. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Why have you abandoned me? So it already talks about these verses, the, 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 the words that Jesus spoke on the cross before he gave his life, before he experienced the ultimate abandonment having taken our our sins onto him into the grave. Jesus said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The way that David writes about it, he says, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? And the first key here is that God is saying to you right now, there is nothing in this world that can ever, ever take you away from the Father's love. Jesus carried that burden on our behalf. Jesus carried that burden. And the right place to go to is to bring your your feelings of abandonment, not to deny it and not to rationalize it, but to bring it to God in prayer and saying, my God, my God, I feel abandoned. I feel like something important in my life has been handed over to another system or another person. God, I can't bear this feeling of being handed over. And then in Psalm 8, this prayer goes into a dependence of Jesus on God. He says in verse 8, he relies on the Lord. Who? Jesus, the Messiah, relies on the Lord, the Father. Let him save him. Let the Lord rescue him since he takes pleasure in him. It was you who brought me out of the womb, making me secure at my mother's breast. This is now when Jesus starts speaking. David narrates Jesus. And this is the key for you. As you take your feelings of abandonment to God, speak to God, share your feelings with God. And as you share your feelings of God, the Spirit will deposit into your spirit the truths about God. And that's why in verse 8 he says, I was given over to you. At birth. You are not handed over to a corrupt system. You are not handed over to a system that is failing you. You are not handed over to somebody that doesn't love you. You have been handed over from birth to God. A broken world is trying to that reality, that truth out of your system, out of your life, and today the Spirit is saying into your spirit, God has taken ownership of you. From your birth, you have been handed over to Him. Truth. A hard-earned, expensive truth that the devil is trying to steal from each and every one of our hearts. You have been handed over into the protective hands of God. Don't be far from me, verse 11 says, because the stress is near and there's no one to help. Save me from the lion's mouth, from the horns of the wild oxen, and then the next step. You, God, answered me. You see, God will never leave you hanging. You go for a high five and God says, nah. If we look at the example of Jesus Christ, if we take our sense of feeling, our reality of abandonment to God and we start speaking and sharing that with Him, what will happen in our spirit is in that sharing, some of the truths will come through and saying, you, are, you have been handed over to me the world is trying to wrestle that truth from you and at that some point in time, God starts speaking to you about the reality, the truth of your circumstances. But if you deny it and you rationalize it, you don't take it to God, you take it to your friends, you take it to, well, nobody. How will God ever speak into your life the truth about your situation? The power of using, using the Psalms as prayer points, so that your heart can be open, even just a smidgen, for God to start speaking into it. You answered me. And whether you are in a cell in Rome, or whether you are in your bedroom, or whether you are sitting alone in your car, or whether you are sitting in your commune with a lot of people around you and you are on your own, God will answer you if you've opened your heart to Him in prayer. I promise you. He will not leave you hanging. He will high-five, He will 6-5, He will 7-5 you with the truth. The truth that you need to be spoken into your life. God will answer you. And what will He answer you with? Psalm 22, 27 to 31 speaks about Why Jesus had to die? Why did Jesus have to die? To reconcile us with the Father, to establish the kingdom of heaven on earth. Verse 27, all the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord. All the families of the nations will bow down before Him. Verse 30, Their descendants will serve him. The next generation will be told about him. They will come and declare his righteousness to a people yet to be born. And then these words, they will declare what he has done. There was a reason for Jesus' abandonment. The reason was precious. The reason was powerful. The reason was so that our lives can be reconciled with Christ and that if you accept that reality in your life, you will never be abandoned. The way that we speak about abandonment from the love of God is hell. And if you believe in Christ, it says that you will never experience that abandonment. And as God speaks this purpose over what Jesus had to go through, the reconciliation God has many times in my life spoken a truth into my life that I had to hear at, those, at that circumstance. God doesn't bring that pain into your life. He allows it into your life. It's a broken world that brings it into your life. And as you hear He's what He will do with it, the pain will make sense. I won't take it away. It hurts like hell. But the truth is that hell is an abandonment of God. The truth is that that hell will not be part of your life because every bad thing that happens to you, every moment of abandonment, God works towards a purpose in your life. Why? Because He loves you. Prayers of love when I'm feeling abandoned. So I want to ask, Mana, if you would come up. This is the shorted sermon on history that I have preached. But I leave God, we need to leave time for you to spend time with your God. So in closing, if you are sitting here and the Spirit is trying to show you the source of your abandonment feelings. I want to invite you to allow that into your spirit. Don't deny it. Don't try to rationalize it away. You've done that all your life. I want to invite you to let that wash over your spirit because your spirit is under the protection of the Holy Spirit. You won't be let alone. And I then want to invite you to look at Jesus as an example. What did He do? He prayed. He shared His angst with God, His Father. God, the Father, started speaking truth into His life. Truth and purpose. Truth and purpose. For me, when I was in that cell in Rome for the eight hours... God spoke into my heart the truth that I needed to hear at that point. Because leading up to that point, what I didn't share with you is Blader and I went through, our family went through many, many difficult things leading up into that point, and we needed to get away. We needed to get away from everything to try to focus in on God and hear Him. We needed Him, His truth in our lives. And as I was sitting there in that cell, later sitting on the other side, praying over my life and praying over ours, God shared with me what I needed to know. And He shared with me that when you hit, when you go back to South Africa, things will be worse. Although it scared me for a while, I realized that God took the time in my moment of abandonment to speak truth into my life. He would only do that if He loves me. As we step back into South Africa, all hell broke loose. But we were standing on the foundation of God's loving words to us. And God wants to do that for you today. I don't care how old you are. I don't care what what happened to you in your life. God wants to speak into your heart right now. And what we're going to do now is I'm going to lead you in a prayer modeled on Psalm 22. And then after that, we are going to give a fair amount of time for you to spend just with your God. If you haven't spoken to Him in a while, He's not part of the cancel culture. He's waiting on you. Psalm 22, if you will close your eyes with me. David models a prayer where he says, Lord, I feel abandoned today. This thing has happened and it hurts more than I'm willing to admit to anyone around me. I bring it to you today, God, because Jesus You understand what I'm going through. I know you love me and that you've not abandoned me. I know you love me and that I'm not alone. I know you love me and that is enough. Please show me your purpose in my pain. Lord, this tender moment that we are going into now where each person is focused on you, on nothing else but you, I want to ask for brave hearts to share real life with you because you want to share real truth in return. We're going to give ourselves a moment now to spend with your God.